0: you know more about racing than I'll ever know. Chris Waller, where where's he stand now in the terms of history and Australian trainers? Uh, one of the all-time greats, and I think if he continues at the current pace that he's at, and that's an extraordinary pace because there's a lot of pressure on that man. He handles it well, but you wonder if and when it, it may take its toll. But if he continues at this pace another the 10 years, he'll break all the records. He will be the greatest Group 1 winning trainer this country has ever seen. Our next guest knows him better than anyone, and I'm sure he'll probably agree with me that Chris will break all the records if he wants to. Richie Cowan is on the line. Richie, good morning.
1: Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bill. He's got a wonderful sense of humour. Uh, I texted him when he was on air with you, and I said, any chance of hurrying up, I'm on next. And then he just he just tried to ring me then, uh, and I said, I'm on the radio, Flip. Um, <coughs> yeah, look, it's been... we're, we're, we're we're privileged to have so many great trainers, but yeah, look, Chris has been an incredible. I think the the best way to describe Chris is a bloke that I know pretty well called Ken calendar, who follows every sport. Um, He watches sport 24 hours every day of the week. And he describes Chris as possibly the greatest ever sporting Mm. story in Australia. So uh, success. So I'll go along with that. Uh, He's obviously a, a, a humble person. I think, the reason he cries, Bulldog and Ray, as you know, Ray, is because he's appreciative from where he's come from. Mm. Uh, his late father, John, who was just a champion, and, and, and his mum, Marilyn, like little dairy farmers in a little town in Foxton, in New Zealand, where there were seven people, um, You know, to now be the star of our show in Australian racing. I think he's very humble, very privileged, and, and appreciates how far he's come, but yeah. Yeah. Look, I, you've still got Tommy Smiths and, and the like, but, uh, yeah, Chris is certainly making ground.
0: And also, too, Rich, he's never changed, has he? Like, even yesterday, I said, you've, you've achieved everything in the sport. What's next? And he said, well, the next 10 years, we're going to work hard and try and do our best. It was like talking to the Chris Waller in 2002 when he first came to Sydney and was trying to establish himself. He's never changed.
1: Oh, he's changed a little bit, Ray. In the regards that when we used to have breakfast, he used to go to the bathroom when the bill comes. Now he's the first. <laughs> now he's the first to jump up. know, he's very generous. Yeah. Um, yeah, he He's only changed in uh, in that regard. And you know, if there was one highlight outside of yesterday, uh, with with uh, in relation to the slipper, I thought it was it's a golden slipper. It's the race that people didn't expect Chris to be able to win. And for him to go out of his way and to grab the collar of his right-hand man, Charlie mm. Duckworth, and bring him in to make sure Charlie was getting the accolades. Um, if you know, Chris, I thought that meant a lot. I know that had meant a lot to Charlie. And it's all about the team. It's Whether you talk to Gay or James Cummings, it, they always mention the team. And if you mention Chris Waller, you can't mention Chris without uh, particularly the last uh, decade mentioning Charlie Duckworth. Richie's He's achieved everything in racing now, Chris Waller. How does he stay motivated? Oh, look, he's a workaholic. He's a, oh, Actually, he's a perfectionist. Mm. Everything's got to be done right. It's got to be done Chris's way. Chris is perfected. He changes his... If he doesn't think something's working, he'll change it to, to try and match it, uh, switch it up to get the results that he wants. But he'll have no trouble being motivated. Um, his motivation was to train... A winner. Then his motivation was to train a city winner. Then his motivation. The thing that amazed me, Bob, it was only uh, April 2008. We haven't got through April yet. We haven't got to April yet. When he trained his first Group One winner, to think mm-hmm. he's now trained 145 is just wow,
0: incredible. Yeah, and of course he won two. Yes, they won with Linderman and the Rose. So he's almost won a third with Fangirl on the George ride. And, and of course we can argue she was unlucky, but that would. Not be giving a full credit to Animo's <clears throat> performance, he was three and four wide without cover throughout. Champions find a way to win, Rich.
1: A hundred percent, Ray. Um, yeah, I, I've always said they people will say Enemo should have won more, it would, but you know, that in the races that it's won, others have been unlucky. You make your own luck, Enemo's win was outstanding. Mm. Um, I thought James showed poise and patience when it was evident early on he was going to be posted. Uh, they had it in. I was listening to James Cummings yesterday morning on, on Sky Sports Radio and he was saying, well, we'll be straight outside the leader, outside running second. And I thought to myself, knowing James, well, he'll be last. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the oldest show up on grand final day. Yeah. But he, he was in no man's land. I, you know, if he goes back to last, I don't know if he does win, because I don't know if he's got this brilliant turn of foot as fangirl, but what he's got is a bit of quality and a bit of class. and what he, He's the big dog at the moment. He's the He's the the star of the show, but he's going to have certainly uh, he's going to have someone looking for the crown in a fortnight. Mm. Richie, our talk topic: great nicknames. Did you have a nickname as a kid, and what is your favourite nickname? All my brothers and I had uh, nicknames going up. My little brother Steve had three thousand Hamburger Curly, um, and then his favourite. I tell you, my brother David. And him had a contest. They'd name each other a nickname, and my brother David named him Harold because he was a little short, fat kid. Harold Headbutt. And now he's six foot four, and he's a genius. So uh, my mum named my brother David Cliff after Cliff Claven. My brother Matthew used to call everyone George, so then they, uh, Larry. So they started calling him Larry. I was just a battler. But there's great nicknames in the old days at the race courses, you know, like the well-dressed Frank. Uh, there was some great... The snail still drinks down there at the pub at Clovelly. Mm. My dad's nickname's Daffy. Of course, he's deaf and he's right in. And you've got the old journos that you'd know that dad only saw a couple of weeks ago. Gary Menning's funeral, Harpo, yeah, Harpo Greg, <laughs> Greg Martin, and also yeah. Magoo, Tony Magoo, yeah, Chippy man. Fralingos, Even Bill Morty. Break Even Bill, yeah, the great man. 100%. There was yeah. great
0: nicknames, but you know what? There
1: was great characters well, too, exactly, back in those day.
0: Not many left, was, sadly.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, Rich, um, thanks for joining us. Great day, Golden Sipper Day, yesterday. There's more to come. The Sydney Carnival on in full swing. We'll talk next Sunday, Rich. 100%. I was thanks, there mate. yesterday, Ray, and I was in the public all day. I tell you what. And uh, a hat on, sunglasses. It was
1: very hot, but I enjoyed the day without uh, without too many uh, officialdoms. Yesterday it was very
0: nice. No, that I can imagine a couple of quiet beers and enjoying the day. Hey, good on you, Rich. We'll talk next Sunday. See, boys.